What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another new release Monday here on Cinematic Reviews. You can find this episode and many more new releases on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. You can also support the pod by giving it a rating on your favorite listening service, as well as monthly donations. I really do appreciate all the support out there. Today, I traveled to the Toy Story universe with my thoughts on Disney and Pixar's Lightyear, starring Chris Evans, Kiki Palmer, and Taika Waititi. But before I get into all that, let's talk some facts. Lightyear was released on June 17, 2022, and was directed by Angus McLean. He is best known for his work in Disney's animation department, as well as directing this and Finding Dory. Lightyear has so far grossed a disappointing $51 million at the U.S. box office this past weekend. It earned roughly $34 million internationally as well. Chris Evans shares the same birthday as Tim Allen, who voiced Buzz Lightyear in the Toy Story films. Lightyear is Pixar's very first spinoff film, but it's the second Toy Story spinoff after Buzz Lightyear of Star Command back in 2000. The film deliberately borrows plot points and imagery as nods to many classic science fiction films, such as the original Star Wars trilogy, Alien, Star Trek, and 2001 as Space Odyssey. Zerg's reveal at the end of Lightyear disproves the statement from Toy Story 2 about Zerg's identity. I definitely have some thoughts about that later in the episode. Lastly, Zerg is voiced by James Brolin, the father of Josh Brolin, who played Thanos in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Chris Evans played Captain America in that same universe. Now let's get to my thoughts on Lightyear. Lightyear is such a beautifully made film. The animation and cinematography in Lightyear is one of, if not the best, out of all the Pixar films. There were many moments where I had to remind myself that this is an animated film and not live action. I've always wanted to see a live action take on Toy Story, but I think this is the closest that we'll ever get. Disney has been turning many classic films into live action over the past couple years, and they're really hit or miss. I think it's best to leave Pixar strictly animated, but give fans that live action feel like Lightyear does. Not only did the stunning animation help create that feeling, but so did the incredible voice acting from Chris Evans, Kiki Palmer, Taika Waititi, James Brolin, and from the rest of the cast. As much as I wanted Tim Allen to return for this movie, getting Evans to voice a younger Buzz made sense. Lightyear is the film that Andy watched in Toy Story, which was a genius idea to include at the beginning of the film. When I read that on the opening screen scene, I was like, holy shit, they're actually doing it. Hats off to Evans for taking on the iconic Buzz Lightyear character that Tim Allen gave life to. Evans truly did an incredible job as Buzz. The overall plot of the film had a huge interstellar vibe to it, which is very ambitious for a kid's movie. As a fan of Christopher Nolan and Interstellar itself, it blew my mind to see Pixar tackle the concept of space, time, and travel. Watching Buzz go through the, the heartache of seeing his best friend get four years older after every test flight over the span of 60-some years was a heartbreaking experience as a viewer. We all have a best friend, and it's terrifying to wonder, what if that was me? What if I had to watch my best friend grow years older in a matter of minutes? It's just heartbreaking. That aging montage was very similar to the opening montage in Up, but unfortunately it didn't hit as hard. It was missing that Pixar magic that I will bring up throughout this episode. This leads me into the couple of negatives I have with Lightyear. The first one is Bud's motivation for wanting to return to Earth so bad. I think we needed more from the character in order to understand why the mission to return back to Earth was so important to him. Everyone made the best out of their situation on the strange planet, and they all moved on 
including Buzz's best friend, Alicia Hawthorne. She found love and started a family. Audiences needed some kind of emotional connection between Earth and Buzz. I get that they wanted to drive home Buzz's guilt of failing the original mission, but to me, that's a little too lazy in the writing department. It was missing that Pixar magic I mentioned. I mentioned. I think the character needed some kind of family tether to bring him back to Earth. Buzz simply needed a stronger motivation for his actions in this film. The second negative is the reveal of Zerg's identity. It didn't hit me at all emotionally. It was actually a little too complicated, I think, for younger viewers. If I have to explain a reveal in a kid's movie to my 10-year-old sister, then it's not a kid's movie in my eyes. But what really frustrated me with the reveal is that it changes the Toy Story canon. In Toy Story 2, it revealed that Zerg is Buzz's father. It really leaned really hard into the Empire Strikes Back vibes. That's what this film should have done. It set up Zerg as this Darth Vader figure really well, but it dropped the ball when the reveal happened. It should have been Bud's father again. I would have freaked out if it turned out to be Tim Allen voicing him as well. This would have been a great moment to experience if it was set up in the beginning of the film better. It would have been a lot easier for younger viewers to follow and understand as well. Again, it's missing that Pixar magic I mentioned. The viewer, the writers need to have built this backstory up about Buzz's father while also giving us that best friend relationship as well. This was supposed to be Pixar's take on Star Wars, and the writers should have leaned into that way more. Regardless of those two negatives, it was still a really fun experience, especially since I'm a huge Toy Story fan. I think it's the best series of films in the Pixar lineup, to be honest. It wasn't a complete disaster, and I encourage everyone to go out to see this film, especially if you and your family are fans of the Toy Story franchise just like I am. It may sound like I'm very down on Lightyear, but I really did enjoy this film a lot. There were so many great moments in it, along with those couple of bad ones. There have been rumors of a Woody spinoff film, so I hope that they learn from the weaker moments in Lightyear and just knock the Woody spinoff out of the park. It needs to have that Pixar magic, and as a huge fan of that magic, I want to feel a roller coaster of emotions. I want to cry, laugh, cheer, and smile during incredible moments, like the beginning of Up, or Woody and the gang facing the fire at the end of Toy Story 3, or even Wally meeting Eva for the very first time. Give us that magic, Pixar. You're incredible at it. This should have been a home run, but sadly it wasn't. Lightyear just missed the mark due to the writing department. So they end the episode. Let's talk about where Lightyear fits in the Toy Story ranking. Like I said, I had a couple of issues with Lightyear, mainly with the writing, particularly the Zerg reveal. But overall, I really did enjoy it a lot. I would give it a solid 3 out of 5 stars. It's a beautiful film from a technical standpoint, but it doesn't quite have the same magic as the Toy Story franchise. It's technically in the same universe, so I did rank it against the Toy Story films. Sadly, it takes the bottom spot for me. Lightyear is a really fun experience for the whole family. It just missed the mark a bit, story-wise. But like I said, it doesn't have the same magic as those four main storyline films. And I'll dive into that magic during the Toy Story season in the near future. Until then, you can find this ranking and many more on Leatherbox under Cinematic Reviews. Well, that'll do it for this new release Monday. Next week, I'll be giving my thoughts on Adam Sandler's newest Netflix film, Hustle. Also, join me later this week for the Star Wars season finale with my reaction to part six of the Obi-Wan Kenobi show.